0: Welcome to the Off The Dome Podcast, everybody. Hello, welcome back to the Off The Dome Podcast, everybody. How's everybody doing today, man? I hope you guys are doing good. Um, uh, Fucking good weekend, all-star weekend, down and in the books, wrapped. Wrap that thing up Uh, Interesting stuff going on down there Got an interesting contract Juan Soto That that came up That was big Uh, Shit man This dude's turning down A a big time contract This is a 15 year 440 million dollar contract He's turning down That's fucking nuts, dude. I mean, God damn. How do you, how does, I could not imagine someone coming to me at, what is he, 23? Dude, he's 23. Coming to me at 23 and going, you give me 15 years of your time, I'll give you $440 million. Fuck, dude. Like, okay. Like, and you say no? You say no? Oh my God. So now it's, now, now the Nationals are kind of like, well, okay, well, fuck, you don't, like, we're going to make you the highest paid fucking contract, you know what I mean? They're like, yeah, no, we're not, we're not about it anymore, so, now it's trade rumors coming up, so that was a big thing at the All-Star, they were trying to get something from him, he kind of didn't want to talk about it, you know, just kind of let it be, they, they have his reasons, uh, I think part of it was being, the team's getting ready to sell, is what I heard, um, and I I I guess he just doesn't want to be there, doesn't want to be a part of it. Obviously if you're turning that down, that's a lifetime deal. Hey, you're a national, you're our star, you're our Mike Trout. You're our Fernando Tatis Junior, you know? You're our guy. And he's turning it down. That's that's crazy. He's a cornerstone player. Like he's gonna become the next big thing for your team. So you're buying you're buying the next big star in the league, one of the next up and coming stars. That's what basically it comes down to if you're if you're an MLB owner. What teams are gonna are gonna do that? Well, you know the big market teams. L.A. Obviously, he was just there. L.A. is a big team that comes to mind. Uh, they come and play. New York, the New York markets. The Mets, I think, really want to get somebody like him. I think they want a big big name like that. The Met, the Mets are really trying to go all in. So that's one. Um, and a lot, of, a lot of these teams, they gotta have the farm system to give it up because you're give, you're gonna be giving up a, a haul. You're gonna be giving up a haul for it, um, and they actually there's not there's obviously lists out there that name some some of the teams, but the, some of the teams at the top, um, like I was saying, you got like the the Mets, uh, they got the Dodgers at two, Cardinals, the Cardinals are interesting. My Cardinals, that, that that's where I would be excited. I don't see them doing it though. That's that's the only thing. I, I truthfully don't think the the Cardinals are gonna to want to p- pay that much. When they already they already have Goldschmidt and they already have um, Nolan Arenado, I mean they have two big guys. Are they really going to pay another guy? Yeah, I mean I I know I understand that they probably should consider it for sure, but I don't see them. Cardinals don't really like to pay big big money like that as it is, and and. To guys like that, it was so it was pretty interesting that they did do pull off the Goldschmidt, Paul Goldschmidt, and Nolan Arenado deals because they they don't really do that that often, and I think pitching is the bigger need for them. If anything, um, they need to look at pitching if they're going to do make trades. So I don't know. I'm not saying they're out for sure. I I don't. I think I think the other markets make more. Just seem to me like they're going to be the the real markets, and I, the Mariners are on here. I don't know if I buy into that. Padres, I don't know. And to me, L.A. or New York is what it feels like. That's what it seems like to me. But this is—I mean—you're buying into. You're, those those teams are always in it, but you're buying into be a big play in the future. I mean, you're buying a you're buying a stake in the future, basically, because Juan Soto is going to be around. He's really good, and you, it's a Mike Trout move. It's this what MLB? This is how these contracts work in in MLB where you, you you kind of buy into a guy like that now it's that's that's a new wave of where we're moving that's kind of the future of them will be the way i see it so it, it this is going to be a big move it's probably going to be a comp, complex drawn out thing i wonder if it gets done at the deadline I, I, I that would be interesting to see if that happens or when when does this take place how long are they going to let this loom around? I know they're going to want the, the best deal possible because it's a, they're giving up a lot. You know, they're going to give up him and they're going to be bad. <laughs> you know, they're going to regress not having one. So, of course, naturally, I mean, he's just that kind of a talent. So, it'll be interesting what they have to get. And they're they're basically saying we'll take a step back, take a year or two off, develop these guys that we get in this, this deal, and we'll see what we, if we can get another another one. Another Juan Soto that wants to stick around, you know what I mean? So that's that's kind of what that that's how that's gonna work, and it's gonna be probably drawn out a little bit to get the right deal. They're gonna want to get the best, so they don't feel hosed or feel like they didn't get anything out of this deal. Because instantly, the other team—that's what's interesting—because the other team's instantly instantly getting something. The the team that takes all the risks is the team shipping out that commodity because uh, you don't know what you're gonna get. So it's just like any other sport you trade when the Khalil Mack trade happened you look at okay who they get out of that trade that's that's who's going to determine what is was that a good trade or not because you're giving a piece that's in his prime really good at a position of need damn I mean that's that don't come around that often and when it does it's that's why the Browns did it with Deshaun Watson it's it's the nature of the beast when that something like that happens that puts you on the map. That that stamps you. Now they're gonna whoever team gets them, it's gonna be stamped. They're gonna be damned. I mean, it'll be all right. So it'll be interesting to see who comes up with that uh, that bid basically, and who who can give up the best package and where that goes. That's interesting. But as far as the uh, All Star game itself, man, the actual All Star game. Th- this is crazy. I I've never I haven't seen how long how many times that the ALs one in a row it's it's officially now I seen it at nine I I would not have known it was at eight prior to this but my whole life growing up as far as I can remember I just know the ALs always beat the NL like it's just as far as I remember it's why I don't know what causes that difference that disparage between the between the two but it's always been that way where the the AL always seems to come out on top And, and then I've heard nine straight wins I was like oh shit yeah, that that's that's a fucking wild dude. Jeez, it's growing up. My whole time growing up, that's basically been uh, been that way. That's crazy. Um, not most. I mean, that's nine years, but for a while now, that's crazy. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't really get it. Do they even play? I mean, is it played for anything? Wasn't it used to be the winner gets the home home field in the World Series? Is that is that still a thing? Like why why are the what's the just the the deal it's because no one really complains about the all-star game in baseball whereas the the pro Bowl was is never a thing but I guess it's kind of different because you're you're not really changing anything up where football uh you're you're still hitting and you not know, it's not worth anything so I, okay I can see that but I don't even know if the the all-star game has an like a, a effect on anything I thought it used to I don't know, that could be wrong. But, either way, um, God, it's almost like I almost like forget about the, there is All-Star game just because uh, the ALs won so much. It's like, oh, yeah, the AL won. Oh, yeah, I didn't even watch it. Oh, yeah, I had to go back and watch it because I forgot it was on. And it's like, oh, shit. You know, they just win so much. You just got so used to it, but... Hey, all that mattered. Fucking Goldschmidt had a two-run homer for the NL, um, but so did Giancarlo Stanton. He got MVP. Damn, fucking Yankees are on fire, man. This is this is uh, this will be interesting. Just kind of put a bow on this MLB. Uh, this will be interesting at at the break now. the 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 Yankees look really really fucking good. Dodgers look really good. Um, both New York teams look pretty de- pretty good this year. Uh, Yankees just look great. They're kind of firing on all cylinders. Judge is at his fucking peak. Um, uh, oh, the uh, home run derby. Something I, something I learned. I watching this home run derby this year, and I want to say first off, it was a great great fucking nod to have uh, Pujols in that some bitch. Wasn't that cool? One last, one last. I'm glad he's soaking it all in in his last year, being a Cardinal, going back, reminiscing, enjoying it. It's fun. It's fun seeing him out there. And he actually upset Soto. So interesting. Um, got in there and did his thing. But uh, one thing I did learn from this home run derby is Soto. Um, hold on. Was Julio uh, Rodriguez? Julio Rodriguez. Um, and I said Juan Soto. He did not upset Juan Soto. Uh, sorry, Pujols. Uh, that's what I was confused. I was like, wait, that didn't sound right. Pujols upset. Um, Kyle Schwarber. He he lost to Juan Soto. Sorry, I was. That's what I was. I was hung up on that. I'm like, wait, that did not sound. That rolled. Out, I rolled that out of the tongue. That that sound. So, anyways, um, Julio Rodriguez was a guy I did not hear of. Maybe because he's in on the Mariners, Seattle Mariners um, center fielder, Julio Rodriguez. This year's two batting 275, 16 home runs, fifty two RBIs. Uh, he's only 21. This kid's the future, man. He's another cornerstone piece. He's a Juan Soto piece. And it was interesting to see those two go at it in the home run derby finale. Um, that kid was going off. But he had 31 home runs, then 32 in the second round. And I, I truly had never heard of this guy. And he's a guy that's going to be. Uh, I, I got to watch the Mariners game now. I want to see this guy in action because he's he seemed like a fucking. Just a great player, and, and I went and looked at as You know, sixteen home runs because he was hitting 31, thirty-two. I'm like, how many home runs does he have? And I know the Mariners are on a fucking just tear. How about the Seattle Mariners? Have not been good, and I'd, you know, they flirted with being good a couple times, but uh, a few years ago. But man, they have not been the team that's been there. You know, King when King Felix was there, I always thought they were gonna be one of those teams that was gonna do something, but never could. And this guy seems like he can boost. Boost Seattle all the way up, man. This guy's a this guy's a fucking uh, a cornerstone player, like I said, and one of those guys where he's gonna put your name, he's gonna put your team on the map. And look at him; they're fucking tearing it, going at it. I I haven't watched any Mariners games, but I I just know they've been on a fucking just absolute tear. Was it how many? How many was their win streak? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 win streak going into the um, All-Star break. That had tied some record or something, I believe. But 14 wins in a row. They're, they've been on a tear. They're really good. Um, and this kid's just absolute stud. So I, this is a guy I've kind of got to go check out and watch now because I, I had no knowledge of this guy. But he, he really did great in the uh, the home run derby and then gassed out in the finale. Um, but yeah, 31 home runs, and then 32, dude, he was fucking going off. Took out Pete Alonso. Pete Alonso was trying to get that three-peat and break uh, old Ken Griffey's record. Couldn't get it done. Um, uh, that would have been interesting. He he went for it, though. I gotta credit him going out there and do it, but this kid just put it on. Took out Seager, then went after Champ Champ. Um... But yeah, I, it'll it'll be interesting to see baseball season's getting where it's starting to it's starting to mean something now. It's starting to yeah everything's starting to add up now. You uh, know, this is the time of year I really love baseball. But <clears throat> um, so we'll be talking about that a lot more, especially getting out and been playing. Also going to be fun. Um, all that stuff. We'll see what moves get done. We'll see if Soto gets a move. That'll be interesting to see if Soto gets a move before. How will that affect? That could shake up who, who's who got the edge going forward. Because, uh, how's how's Soto been doing? I want to actually. I actually don't want I want to know what he's been doing on the year. 250, 20 home runs, 43 RBIs. I'd like to see that average up a little bit, but having a pretty solid year, really. The average is a little low, but. Good in home runs and ribbies. Ribbies a little low. Eh, a little low. Not bad year though. He's gonna he's gonna change your team for for the good. That's for sure. And you're gonna you're gonna want that on your on your roster. Um, but yeah, kind of put that wrap that MLB up. Like I said, it'll be it's gonna be fun going forward. Did have something interesting in uh, NBA with James Harden. He's kind of come out that I don't. To me, this comes off as him trying to make himself look good, and I and I got nothing against James Harden at all. Did you know he was a really great player? He obviously took a step back, but I don't know if this is like trying to protect his ego or image or whatever. But kind of said like he went and talked to Daryl Morey about the roster and moving in a extension contract essentially moving forward, or whatever. And they they've basically come to a conclusion to a one and one where he's going to get another one year, and he's taking a fifteen million dollar pay cut supposedly takes a pay cut. <laughs> I don't know if I buy that. You, what you put on the court last year didn't match your market value. That's why you're not getting a max contract. That's why you're doing this one-on-one deal, and that's why you're looking to go down $15 million in pay. It, your performance put out there, and now he's coming out saying, I just want to do whatever it takes. I'm taking 50 million I went and talked to Daryl Morey and uh, basically said, hey, get the roster, use the money you need to get the roster, and give me what's left. That's what he said. He's like, I'll take the table scraps to whatever it is to win a championship. Like, like come on. When, when has that ever been James Harden's mo? Ever? Like, he's always been going around trying, trying to get the max deals. Wants the max deals. Wants to go. Po- wants to go play. Like, he's been on winning teams. Yeah, but he's just been going after max deals. Like, doesn't matter what team I'm on. I want a max deal. Who's going to be the max deal? Rockets. All right, let me go there. Uh, you guys want to pay me? I'll go here. He thought he could do that again, leaving the the Brooklyn Nets and going to Philly, and they're like, mm, "We're not paying you that. <laughs> why would they? Why would you pay? Coming off that year, why would you pay James Harden anything what even close to what he's asking? I don't know. I don't even want to know what the figure was, but it's not worth it. Fifteen million dollar pay cut is, yeah, that's where you need to be. Because I, I just think he came out and put put this out here, like, "Hey, man, look what I did. This was me," and no one cares. We all saw like. I hope he does have a little fire under him to get the contract. If that's what, if getting a max contract will motivate him to be his best player, I want to see it. I want to go back to the old James Harden cuz it was fun. It's fun to watch him. I you know I'm not going to be rooting for the Philadelphia by any means as a Heat fan, I you know we're, we want we want to get past them, but you you got to have to you got to have respect for the game where you want to see those stars be their best. You want to see every player be at their best. And see what that looks like. When that's what that's what that's what competitive sports are at the end of the day. You want to see the best athlete and and another and the best athlete compete to see who's the best athlete. And yeah, that's sports in a nutshell. It's every sport you can define it that way. Whether it's a team, I mean, it can be teams, multiple people coming together with the same thing, same common goal, or it could just be individual sports. Whichever it is, that's what the, the main goal is, and. It's what you wanna see. It's what you watch. So it makes it worth watching. So I like I hope that does motivate him, but let's be honest here. I think that the seventy six ers kinda of said, Yeah, we're not paying you all that, dude. Come on now. You gotta you gotta have some 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 it takes some responsibility for not, not not playing their best there. Since arriving there. It is what it is. Joel Embiid gave everything in that, that playoffs and he was kinda huh. So hoping for the best there. Um, so story about my Falcons here. This is like this. If this is a sign of the year to come, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. We did have good news. We did sign Desmond Ritter, our, our rookie QB, got his four-year rookie contract done. But we recently signed Eddie Goldman, uh, the D tackle from Chicago Bears, signed him to a one-year deal. He has then announced um, his retirement from the NFL, so he is now not going to be playing this year. And he had a pretty solid career in Chicago on that defense. He's uh, just a big every, – every Chicago fan knows Eddie Goldman. They know the what he brought uh, to the table to that organization. And it's crazy to see him. He's only 28 years old retiring this early. I was really excited to have him in Atlanta just because I thought he was a really good piece against Grady Jarrett where Eddie could be the, the plug guy. That is worried about the run and take, also taking pressure off of Grady Jarrett and allowing Grady Jarrett to be the rush guy because Grady Jarrett's a really good rush D tackle. He's like an Aaron Donald, not on that that level by any means, but he is that kind of style where he is a really good uh, rusher of the quarterback. He will blow up a run play. Don't get me wrong, He's, he does it like it's almost like once a game he gets just a one time thing where he just blows a play up easily just once a game that way he's never had a good running mate to the D tackle spot. So really or edge. Um, so I would like to see, I would have liked to seen Eddie Goldman. I was really excited about that. He was coming in on his prime 28 years old. That's, that's your prime. I'd say until 32. Once you hit 30, 30, 31, 32, in most positions you're out of your prime, but 28 years old. I think he's in his prime. Uh, the, Sucks to see that he was—he was a great player for Chicago. Um, and it, what was his stats? He ended up 175 combined tackles, 13 sacks. He—he uh, he, he just every Chicago fan he knows about Eddie Goldman, what he was brought to the table. So, I just hope that's not a sign like a bad omen to the the season. Like, yeah, your season started with Eddie Goldman retiring. So he went to camp and was like, "This ain't me. This ain't this ain't it, dude." <laughs> so. Um, you hope that's not it, but sucks to see Eddie, Go- Eddie Goldman retire so early. But he had a solid career in Chicago. Was that would have been uh, amazing. Um, no, no. So Jimmy G, Jimmy G, um, still still waiting on Jimmy on Garoppolo. And it's it, this is interesting to me because I don't understand if he gets traded. Obviously, he's not start. Is he starting for a team right away? because he's in the beginning here pretty late now he's not expected to be cleared fully till mid-august and teams want to see him throw teams want to see him be able to throw um specifically deep balls they said um not just one but to consistently get comp reps and, and be able to do it like if it was practice and be able to just keep throwing so by mid-august man you're, you're really you're really cutting it close there um and I don't know if they're still – is there still – what's the move? Is Seattle the only play? And is for the San Francisco really going to trade Jimmy G in the division? I, I mean, unless they just say, you know what, he's his talent. We're not scared of him. Here you go. I don't know if I like that move. To, I wouldn't ship him to Seattle. But who? Where, who's taking him? I don't know if anybody – nobody else is in the market for a quarterback. What are the Browns, the Browns going to sign him? The Browns trade for him and he fills in for Deshaun. That would be interesting. So it'll be this will be this will be uh, I don't know. We're gonna see what happens here with this because it's gonna be late and then I don't not many teams are looking for quarterbacks. So where where does he fit? I want to know where Jimmy G's gonna end up landing because is there an option? Has the 49ers said you know what? Yeah, we're definitely not keeping him. We're we're getting rid of him. Like is that that or is that not a not, not a thing, because that would be an interesting one to see. There. Um, also, okay, so college football. We haven't talked much college football coming up. That that's we'll get that first. That's that that's going to be exciting in its own right. Um, but an interesting note with with college football now. These teams moving. We just had another team. USC and UCLA is going to be moving to the Big Ten now, which to me feels so weird. It feels so weird that they're leaving the Pac-12 and, and coming to the Big Ten. Um, I, I don't like the, the weird connection with – you're going to have California schools, so now schools have to go from the Midwest, you know. yeah, Illinois, Iowa, Michigan, they're all going out to, to California or vice versa. I mean, or you know, well, well, what is that? What is that? That's not even like recently close. Well, that's that. This that well, that's a weird move to me. But they're not going to be eligible till twenty twenty four, and before that, we also had. Um, that was the most recent move. Now, before this, before that move, we had Texas and Oklahoma. They're coming to the SEC, and I didn't. I and going through this, I didn't realize. That the Big Twelve added BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, UCF, all these schools realigning and removing. It's just so weird. I mean, some of them can make sense, but Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC—that's going to be interesting. Um, SEC is just going to be pounding on each other, man. So it's almost, we're just going to have like just two juggernaut, three juggernaut uh, conferences at this point. I mean they're shrinking. Power 5 is shrinking. is that is that good? It's just weird to me that how they how this is all unfolding. And yet they they, they can do this, yet they can't expend, expand the college football playoff. They would benefit from having more playoff games. More meaningful games gets more viewers. Why wouldn't you want more meaningful games like that? Or something's on the line. That's that's what doesn't make any sense to me, but the I think a six or eight or you know whatever you get it to, more than just the, the four teams get in. That's what's always been so annoying about college football is it was before just the top two, so that that's obnoxious. And then now you're up to four and you got a playoff. Cool, expand it a little bit. I mean, come on, get it, match it to like an NFL playoff or something. You know, you don't have to have wild cards or anything, but you know, get something in there like that and. They, they should do that, and, but they're just consuming all these schools and all these, and all these different conferences. This is going to be interesting now. Both lining up at 2024 is what they're looking like, that these schools will be moved over there. So by then, they'll be integrated, and we'll have Texas versus Vanderbilt or Texas versus Florida, Oklahoma, and Alabama, and UCLA and Iowa. I mean, this can be... Penn State versus USC. This will be interesting. I I'm not. I don't know how I'm really there for the the shakeups like this, but uh, I don't know that. That just seems. Some of them can make sense to me, proximity wise. But well, what, what the hell's wrong with the Pac-12 that they want They said, "Yeah, we're out of here." You know what I mean? <clears throat> just keep it a regional thing it's just like the wild west in college football you know all these guys getting paid um, which they should definitely should but the good, that's the one good thing they're at least getting paid for what what they should be and then <clears throat> but all, all this other stuff to, these schools moving around and shifting it just it's <laughs> we'll see how that goes i just for me on the college football level i want the playoff expanded um i think it'd be a, it would benefit a lot to get more teams and meaningful games get more eyes not that they have foot problems with getting eyes but you know that's what that's what their business and they're in is getting viewership um so with that guys i think we will wrap things up uh glad to be with y'all uh like always um hope y'all have a rest of the day a wonderful rest of the day uh shout out to you guys um Love y'all guys. Peace.